You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Yeah, I got one running here. All right, and that's the way we start, folks. Mike's got the running there. So welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 199. And we are we have a slightly different crew for us tonight, but not a crew that you haven't heard before. You have myself, you have the mellifluous Mr. McPeak, and then we have the effervescent, sparkling, beautiful young lady known as Elisa Paselli. Oh, welcome back, Elisa. The angel that walks amongst us. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, you can be one of those. You can join Gret- Gretel. I'll in be that. with Gretel. Yes. And are we going to call the name of the show Mike Has the Runs? We can. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mike has it running. <laughs> Better not. I still haven't got our uh, our toilet replaced downstairs yet. So oh, you're st- that was last was that last week you were working on the toilet? That was a few weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, and we got we got it so that uh, things go down. But in the process of doing that, the box water box got cracked, and um, so yeah, we went shopping for a, a new toilet. I haven't gotten it yet. It's like you know, money's got to catch up with everything else around here, but. Um, we we uh, we found one. We got it priced out uh, at Menards, a uh, a two stage or a two flusher, whatever they want to call it. So um, I don't know. Were we talking about? It? Somebody had t- told me that there's this uh, such a thing as uh, it's a two stage, where you know if you're only taking a whiz, you can push it and just put a little water oh, down. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They they're they're the super economy toilets. Yeah, yes. something like that. Or or not economy, super water saving. Excuse me, I couldn't what? think of that. Yeah, water savers. They have the two uh, buttons on the top of the tank. Yeah. My kids have yeah, that in their house. You hit yeah. the left button for one and hit this right button for two. You just label them what, number one, number two, that, and everything lines up just the way it should. Or Super f- co- uh, color code them yellow and brown or whatever. So. <laughs> well, you know the old saying in our business, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. That's that's, that's a guy thing. That no. is a guy thing. It's a wastewater. No. It's a wastewater business thing too. <laughs> uh, well, you know. with me, everything goes because uh, no, I've like I say in my line of business, if they do that, it'll stay there. It, it's they leave it over the weekend in a locker room. It is not a pretty sight Monday morning. So no, flush everything. I want to get auto flushers on all of our. Uh, all of our facilities are just not the ones that we have currently have because it, it's kind of developed a bad habit because they'll just get up and walk away and forget. And I've done that a few times too, where you get up and you walk away and you, you know, they think it's going to flush itself and well, no. So <laughs> at least it's shaking her ass. How, <laughs> how well, do you forget? Well, well, you get used to auto flush toilets if you're someplace a lot and then you, right. you, you do tend to forget things. So, you know, men versus women. But you, you talk about stuff like that. Uh, we have restrooms at work that have automatic lights in them, and people turn them off. And I'm going, why do you turn off the automatic lights in the restroom? They'll cut off after ten minutes. You know, if there's no motion, they have motion sensors and everything. But people cut them off <laughs> because it's habit. When you're in your own home, you go into the bathroom, you turn the light on. You're leaving, you turn the light off. Oh, I wish people had. Wish people had that habit. I'm pretty sure that most of the people at school there have broken fingers because they cannot turn a light on and off. Um, it drives me up a wall, especially like in locker rooms. If you're the last person in, 
turn the light off or last person out, turn the light off. And I mean, I have to go through there. And so we had a, a game Friday night. I had to clean up after, and I went in there and every stupid light was on in the place, except for one light in one of the individual woman's shower stalls there. Every other light was on. Nobody can sit there and go, Hey, there's nobody in here. Maybe I should turn the lights off. You know, it'd be like a fantastic idea. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have those automatic lights. Now the rest of them aren't. We even have right. conference rooms that have automatic lights. It's funny. If you're sitting there in a meeting, you're having a really intense discussion, and then all of a sudden, it all goes dark, and all you see is the glow of the computer screens on everybody's face. <laughs> what you need to do then is just, you know, when they go out, just have a little um, uh, sound player handy and just have a gunshot go off. <laughs> You'd probably kill kill people just from the sound of the gunshot. Oh, I so. might have to put that on my laptop and, and for the next time I'm in one of those rooms. <laughs> To see if I can get any reaction out of anybody. I am an evil genius. Yes, you I'm are. Evil, anyway. Yes, you are. But but lest we forget, it is that time of the show where we have to do the world famous, well known, pisses Mark off every freaking time. Weather then let's re- do it. Weather report. Thank you, Elisa. Plus ten thousand. Thank you. So, and I'll give bike five thousand just for the hell of it. Mark minus two. <laughs> Awesome. So currently for me, as we record, I am at uh, just slightly above freezing at 36 degrees Fahrenheit, 2 degrees Celsius. And Michael, what do you have? Uh, last time I checked, it was a minus 6 or minus 1. Minus, minus 1.6. There we go. That's what, I, uh, that's what I had up there. Which is minus 19 in Celsius for those folks wondering. I don't care. It's still, and last night I think it got down to minus 16. So that's uh, basically a brass monkey weather there. So, um, yeah, if anybody's wondering what that means, it means uh, uh, so cold that the brass monkeys will lose appendages. <clears throat> yeah. Things yeah. freeze and fall I, off. Yeah, and I don't mean fingers and toes, people. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have, Miss Baselli? 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's supposed to snow a little bit overnight, but we've had very, very little snow. Well, you know, it's odd. We had snow showers all day long. It was real fine, but just because it's hovered right around that 34, 35, 36 degree mark uh, all day long, um, it it didn't stick. It just came down, made everything wet. But yet we're we're supposed to go down. I think the high tomorrow is 21. Us too. 21. And, and minus 9 for the low. So uh, No, it's supposed to be 12 is the low. We haven't really hit minus minus temperatures. Oh, wow. It's very windy. Yeah. Tuesday's supposed to be really windy. And we might get our first significant amount of, of snow later on in the week. We actually got, um, they weren't expecting it, we got about an inch and a half of snow Tuesday night. Of course, I tweeted out pictures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was yes. really bad, though, it warmed up a little bit. In some places, and the snow kind of melted, and then it dropped back down. The, the thermometer went down really low. So I'm driving to work. The kids had a couple hour delay for school, and I'm driving to work. You know, Wednesday morning is fine. I get uh, about halfway to work, and all of a sudden the road got really shiny. I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I said, "Hmm, two wheel, four wheel, ten wheel drive, not gonna do any good." <laughs> so everybody, and the whole, the whole, both lanes of traffic just kind of slowed way down (laughs) and the normal trip that would have been about a minute and a half was about 10 minutes and then it just suddenly cleared up and the ice went away it was just you know like 
driving into a fog, how it'll slowly get thicker and then be real thick, and then drove out of it, and it was gone. It was very well, odd. At le- well, at least people had the common sense to slow down. Um, there Not are some always. people. Well, okay. I was going to say, because there are some people, I got four-wheel drive. I can drive through anything as they slide off over the cliff or some stupid thing. <laughs> we've, I wished. We've had a couple times, uh, you know, commuting back and forth. I've been doing my commute for 26, 27 years, something like that. And there's been a couple times driving home in the bad weather. And we were coming down off the mountain one day, and we were kind of stopped, or we were just barely creeping along. And all of a sudden, I looked inside the mirror, and most and everybody was in the right hand lane because there was probably about five six inches of untouched snow in the left hand lane. Nobody had driven in it. All of a sudden, I look, and here comes this van in the left hand lane. His wheels weren't turning, but he passed me, <laughs> and he was headed for the river bridge. <laughs> and he just and he slowly he slowly started to turn sideways and slid down, and he eventually caught and got straightened up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure he had to go home and had a lot of mess to clean up. <laughs> Because <laughs> sliding yeah. sliding off the mountain towards the river bridge is probably not a comfortable feeling. No, I did that once, not going towards a bridge or anything, but I was going to work early one morning, and it snowed, and they'd plowed. So the road was, the main part of the road was free, but icy. And then there was, uh, the shoulder still had snow on it. I got a little too far over the one side, the Right side of the tires caught the snow, and I just kind of flip, uh, started to rotate around on a two-lane road. And I'm going, where was that semi the last time I saw it? Um, <laughs> you, you suddenly start to wonder where everybody is at that point. Yes, you're going around, and you know this. Uh, they say you know your life goes in slow motion. It's true because I can still remember the car going, Ooh, and I'm going, oh. Yeah, it's it's never a comfortable feeling. I've been there a couple times myself. So, word of caution is, folks, if you're going to be driving in bad weather here in the North American or the Northern Hemisphere, take it easy. Don't drive like an asshole. <laughs> yes. Let's put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, take it easy. Don't drive like an asshole. <laughs> well, speaking of all the with all the bad weather coming up, my new toy and I will we have a chance to possibly get even better acquainted? You're going to uh, bond, in other words. Yes, we will bond. Uh, as I mentioned <laughs> last week, I, I bought an Apple TV and uh, one weekend, and I really, really like it. Now, oddly enough, I haven't bought a lot of content from iTunes, as in music or uh, movies. And I'll talk about movies in a second here. Uh, but I did. I have bought several apps... Uh, and we're really enjoying playing games. It's just gorgeous to play games on that tel- on the uh, on the Apple TV. And I heard a review from I think it was Lamar Wilson where he was talking about the Apple TV. And I'm more of a casual gamer. I like to pick up a game, play for a little while, and then set it down. I don't want to get real deep into a game. I don't tend I, either. I have a short attention span now, or what? I'm not sure. You know, it's old age. I'm, I'm not really not sure what the hell it is. I'm not as in-depth a gamer as Mike is. But the games that I've gotten on the Apple TV, they're great for that. They're just like playing on the iPad or on your iPhone or anything like that. It's a good experience. I can pick it up. I can play for five or ten minutes, put it down, and, and everything's good. I don't feel like I'm invested a lot. And with the cost of games, I mean, I think the most I've spent on a game is $4 or $3. 
that's really pretty good for me. I mean, I like that. Now, again, the quantity of games may turn out to cost me more money. Well, but uh, but you know, just a few games. It, it's great. Now, I will have to say the one drawback is for some games the uh, Siri remote that goes with the TV. It gets kind of tough, especially on the driving games, to use the Siri remote for driving. Uh, works pretty good for Crossy Road. I know, it's stupid. I play Crossy Road on a 48-inch television, but, you know, whatever. I still enjoy it. Um, but the uh, I did uh, the driving games, that little remote, just it's like a miniature Wiimote from the Wii U. So I'm sitting there doing this, and it's like, you know, my hand could cover this thing, and I'm trying to steer a car going <laughs> theoretically 200 or 210 miles an hour. So um, it's kind of tough. So because of that... I spent more money. Uh oh, Kevin. <laughs> I bought a Steel Series Nimbus Bluetooth uh, controller, gaming controller. It's even got the was it MIF made or MI whatever it is made for made for iPod or whatever they call it, that certification from uh, Apple that it'll, that it'll work. But it's a Bluetooth controller. It's due here Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I'll get it. So. I'll have some more fun, and that'll probably lead to more game purchases. <laughs> which which makes me think now that the 32 gig may not have been the best buy. We'll see how that works out. So, But if it's not, then what I'll have to do is bring the 32 gig down, put it on this TV, and then buy the 64 gig to go upstairs. <laughs> oh, the, the, sacri- the sacrifices you make, Kevin. I know. I do it all, you know, just to help... Get my game on. I I can't lie. <laughs> you got it. No, it's to have fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's to have fun, and it's you know I'm really blown away by it. It's just the graphics and everything for something that little and that much fun, folks. If you got the extra money and want to play around with something, got a high def TV that you can afford to hook one up to, you know, or you know, I really would recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a great thing. Now, I don't have the experience, and, and that's a good reason I wanted to talk about it this week again. It's because Mike and Elisa are more on the Amazon side of uh, mm. streaming boxes. Because I know Elisa bought like 300 Amazon Fire Sticks or something on Black Friday. I did. Yeah. In fact, I just installed, actually, I gave three to my kids, and only two wanted them. Actually, none of them wanted it. But then two of them <laughs> said, well, okay. Because they already had some, and the my one son who didn't want it at all is now like, oh, I'm so glad I I'm so glad I took it. So he's happy with it. So we still have this third one. So tonight after dinner, I hooked it up to the game room TV because I got my husband into House of Cards. So he was in the family room watching it, but now that I'm downstairs recording, I said you have to leave. So he's in the game room continuing watching House of Cards. The biggest pain. And this is with any any of these streaming devices is putting in your password for everything. That's yeah. just a pain, you know. Using that little remote and having to put in your name and password those are people. But you do it once, and that's that. And hooking up the do you have a Fire TV mic or a Fire Stick? I have the stick. Yeah, it's setup is nothing. Right. It's well, you, it you comes, plug it. Yeah, it, you, it comes. You order it, and it comes with your Amazon, the Amazon credentials already in it. Well, mine didn't because I gave it as a gift, ordered yes, as a gift. Right, but the ones that right. I did order for yep. me did come already pre-installed with that. So I had to put right. in my Amazon name and password, and, you know, then your network name and password and all that stuff. But once you go through that, that's it. 
like an Apple TV. Once you put it in, that's it. It's done. And I don't game. So I use it for Netflix and Amazon Prime. And it's great. 25 bucks I paid. Yeah, they are cheap. Um, but even if you pay full price at 40 yeah, it's still a cheap, it's still a cheap right. device. Yeah. It's, it's just like the uh, Roku I bought back last summer when I was when I was sick. Uh, I bought a Roku one because that was hooked up to an old television, uh, CRT TV. Which when the CRT TV moved and the Apple TV came in, it went back with that television. Um, but it's forty, I think it's forty nine dollars for a Roku one, and it'll do HDMI or composite. That's why I got it. Um, and the Roku, I still like my Rokus. I have two of them. I still love my Roku devices. They're great. I have one on one of my TVs. They're great. Yeah, that's the one. There's one feature in the new Roku Four that I really wish the Apple TV had, and that's the ability to plug into the remote and get the sound just through like earbuds or headphones yep. or something. Because a lot of times the rest of the families up there they don't care that I'm watching something that they don't want to see, but they would really not. They really don't want to hear it. Like I spent. Uh, a lot of time yesterday watching football. Uh, I was watching it's the NFL playoffs, American football. Let me be clear so for our international listeners. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing it, and most everybody else doesn't care to listen to it. So that would have been a nice feature to do, would have been able to just plug into the remote and get um, uh, the sound straight into my earbuds. I could have turned it up a little bit because I didn't want it too loud to disturb. And everybody's running around talking, and I'm sitting there trying to concentrate on the game, so... You know, well, um, the Apple TV has Bluetooth. Would you be able to hook up Bluetooth headphones to it? You know, I don't know. I thought about that. I don't have any Bluetooth headphones, mm. but I, that that thought crossed my mind. I wonder if I could pair a set of headphones with it. But I, it's I'd have to go in and choose the audio output uh, and configure it to be that. I think I, I don't. Mm. There's. I, you know, again, I, there's still a lot of settings that I'm finding out. I went back and watched uh, uh, Don's uh, screencast on the Apple TV to pick, and I picked up a few tips there. I mean, I always pick up a few tips when I watch one of Don's screencasts. Uh, but I picked up a few more tips on how to configure and set things up, like the password thing you were talking about, Elisa. You can kind of get around it by putting in an access code, kind of like you do on your phone or your mm-hmm. your iPad, so that your pass you don't have your password stored. But then you don't have to key it in. You just have to put in the access code, and it makes your purchases straight through. So you don't have to keep putting in your password. Because I have it set every to every 15 minutes or something like that. It will require my password again. Because my biggest fear is the kids go, oh, look at that game. Oh, look at that game. Oh, look at that game. And I'm going, no, stop. <laughs> You're using up daddy's credit. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Now, something I came across yesterday, and... I, I double-checked this, and I guess I haven't looked into it for a while. I was thinking about renting the movie The Martian, because I haven't seen it yet. And I looked on uh, Amazon, or on uh, iTunes, it's like four nine five ninety nine to rent that movie. And so I said, oh, God, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. So I went over to Amazon. That's the same damn price. Movie rentals are ridiculous. And I'm a prime customer on Amazon. Um. They're all going to be pretty much the same. I don't know. Uh, I haven't found any that varies very much. Maybe once in a while. Um, was it M- is it MGO through um, Roku? You know, some of those, they may have a little bit different price once in a while. But um, 
Yeah, to get get a price any better price anywhere else is going to be a little tough. Yeah, five ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. Wow, That's maybe because it was nominated for an Oscar. Well, no, I started looking at some other movies, and they were all about the same. Oh, yeah, Cesario. I mean, this is, is five ninety nine to rent it. That's the bad to part. rent it. I mean, when I can go over to Amazon, and I think for the digital copy, I can pay like twelve to fifteen dollars for it. So why the hell wouldn't I buy a digital copy if I was going to do that? And actually, at that point in time, I'd probably just go get the damn DVD. I mean, I don't get the instant gratification, but you know, I'd probably get the damn DVD and be done with it. Just that just seems kind of ridiculous if you ask yeah. me for a rental. Well, see, it's funny you mention that because the other day, uh, my husband had a rare night home during the week, so I said, "How about we rent a movie?" And what irritated me about that is I pay for Netflix, I pay for HBO, and I pay Amazon Prime. There were no movies, none whatsoever. I had to go because all the movies are old. I had to go to Redbox, which granted is only a buck fifty, but still, I'm paying a dollar fifty when I have these three services I'm paying for, and there's nothing. It is annoying. It is very annoying when you when you when you subscribe to these services, and I think it it all has to do with the way content's licensed and stuff like that. I know that, but. It's still annoying. Oh, everybody wants to go digital. Well, I can't go digital because I want instant gratification and you're going to charge me out the ass for it. Yeah, I mean, you're at the point where you either have to go to a red box or go through your cable provider and do movies on demand. Yeah. <laughs> and pay four bucks or whatever they cost. So so, so I got pissed off about that. So what did I do? I went and got the Blu-ray that I bought and I hadn't watched it of uh, Dirty Harry Magnum Force and was watching that. <laughs> That looked really good for an old movie, you know, blown up in Blu-ray. It turned out pretty well. You see, all these services that I subscribe to, it's TV shows. Occasionally, I'll watch, like I watched Interstellar a couple weeks ago. Um, but that's it. Everything is TV shows. It's, you know, House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, or I'm starting to watch Mr. Robot on the USA app. Uh, you know, Man in the, the, was it, the Man, in the, Ca- the Man in the High Castle. You know, just all these different TV shows. Well, you know, too, that was something I noticed, and I'm sure it's not any different. I was going to put this, actually I did, I loaded the CBS app on the Apple TV, and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I can stream, you can do the CBS now, you can actually stream stuff straight off of uh, the web, and it's about the same time it airs on television. Great. Oh, no, wait, that's $5.99 a month. I went, What? I got a cable subscription. Why the hell am I paying? No, I'm not doing it. Delete. Forget you. <laughs> you know. Well, that's kind of my frustration is that, uh, and I, I think we talked about it last week, was that I would like to watch, uh, there's not a lot of channels we want to watch, but we'd like to subscribe to just the History Channel. Uh, if we could just get a feed for that. I, I, you know, I guess you can go out and get the uh, the shows. Basically, it's American Pickers and... Um, um, uh, Pawn Stars uh, that we want to watch. But it'd be nice just to go out and get you know the specific channels that we want because there's not very many, and you can't do that. You have to go out and get a season, or you have to go out and do it by the episode. And you know, I realize that you know we've always wanted our a la carte. But the thing is, you start getting too many channels, you're cheaper to go cable or something like that, or some sort of you know, <clears throat> or what ends up being. Uh, internet's version of cable where you know you have bundled packages or whatever but i would like to just be able to you know in the, uh, cbs i mean if all the shows i wanted to watch was on cbs you know paying 4.99 a month or like that wouldn't be i wouldn't consider that 
too bad because it's only going to be a couple channels that I would want, you know, cable channels. But you know, yeah. you can't do that. But CBS is free over the air. Yeah. If well, you not- had a TV that just had the basic TV, you know, no yep. cable, you'd have ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and PBS. Those are free. No, not if me. you can get them. If you can get them. Right. Remember, what, remember when we were kids before there was cable? Those were the stations. Yep. Those were the free yep. stations. So you shouldn't have to pay. But right. no, the no, USA, I get. But or right. you know, History right. Channel, I right. get. Yeah, but I live in an area too right now where I get very can get very little broadcast television. I can only get NBC and some local stations that are not affiliated, and PBS. That's it. That's the only thing I can get over the yeah. air. Well, and you know what's interesting, can... Mike? Uh, yesterday uh, I was on the phone with AT&T. I had a problem with something with the cell phone. So I was talking to uh, this customer service rep from AT&T, and she was in Washington State. And we were chatting about something. She has Comcast. And she was saying one day she wanted to she turn on the TV and she wanted to watch, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was on the CMT station, which is Country Music mm-hmm. Television. And it came, I mean, she had watched it before. It came up, you are not subscribed to this. In order to get this station, you have to subscribe to a sports package. Mm. Yeah. I said, what? Sports? I said, I would understand if it said entertainment package. Right. But she had to subscribe to a sports package in order to get country music television. Yeah, it's, the bundling, well, the way they, they do it is just ridiculous. Well, and it's been a while since I've seen CMT, but, you know, some of these, because, uh, what was it, like the Sci-Fi Channel was carrying pro wrestling or, you know, something like that. So they, the, it may be that because they, they're, even though it's called country music uh, television, maybe, I don't know, NASCAR, maybe pro fishing, maybe who knows what. That may be why I got put in there. It doesn't, it doesn't always make sense. But, yeah, the fact that you got to get some of these bundles, that's what always torqued me off about cable is the fact that I don't like sports. And, but you, when you buy cable, you're paying for these sports channels that we're never going to watch. And that, and you're subsidizing. Well, I guess it's actually the sports channels are probably subsidizing some of the channels that I want to watch because if you had, if people had to pay the true value for the channels that they wanted to watch, some of these smaller ones would probably never make it because they don't get the the viewership that a lot of these do. So yeah. that is the reason for bundling so that you can help support these smaller channels that nobody really wants to watch. Well, it doesn't have the high Lim- viewership, limit, limited viewership. Right, yeah, we're yeah. paying five or six dollars a month, and it says specifically right on our bill we are paying for ESPN. Right. Whether you watch ESPN or not, you're paying five right. or six dollars a month fee on top of everything else. Well, you know, there as as I understand it, and I looked at it one time, but I haven't for a while. There is no cable package you can get that does not include a sports package. You have to get it, and they're going to charge you that fee. That's some sort of deal where the Somebody they've got in bed together, you know, the cable companies and the 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 sports enterprises or whatever got together back in the dawn of the cable era, and that's that's how they came up with it. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, on top of that, I I mean, I've got basic, I've got the basic digital package. I've talked about this before, and I get a ton of channels that I don't want. I mean, you know, and then probably I got about thirty five channels, maybe. 40, I haven't counted recently, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe even gone up to 45, that are in languages I don't speak. 
I'm going, wait a minute. Why am I having to pay for channels I can't even watch? I mean, I could sit there and watch them. I'm not going to know what the hell they're saying. I don't, you know, I, again, they bundle it, but the bundling makes no sense. I mean, you know, they're going to bundle sports packages together. I would like to have, during a certain time of the year, the NFL network. But they want to, I have to buy all this other shit to get the NFL network. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Not. I think our, ours comes with it. We don't pay extra for that. Uh, the next tier up above where I have, it's in there. But I'm too cheap to step up another tier. Yeah, we just have digital cable. I have digital basic is what it's called. Oh, we have, we have digital cable because you have to have digital cable to have the DVR. No, I still have a DVR. I just for, uh, We have Time Warner. Oh, I have Comcast. That's the difference. And we have to have digital cable to have a DVR. Yeah. I mean, now we use the DVR. We really use a lot of it. Oh, I love the DVR. I mean, you and I were talking about that this evening when I uh, texted you to see if you want to do the show. You and I are both recording Downton Abbey to watch later. So uh, Mike's going, what the hell are you people talking about? No, I know of Downton, Downton Abbey. I, I know where of you speak. Uh, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, I, I I know that one. But and like I said, I have my own version. I and I think I've talked about it before on here because we've cut the cable all together. But I've got that uh, uh, software program called Play On, which will you tell it, and that they've up uh, improved it since I started using it. And you can basically subscribe to channels. Um, and what it'll do is it'll just go and ping all the sites like CBS, NBC, all those because a lot of those will put the first five episodes or something like that up there and leave them up there for people to watch online. So it'll go there. It'll find those ones. You tell it which ones you want, either specific episodes or just say every time it puts a new one up, record it. And so I can, uh, it'll do that. I can save it and then I can save it to my hard drive. And then I got my Plex server and then it'll go through and gather them all up and put them in a nice pretty package in order and everything. So then I can sit there and the nice thing about Plex is it'll go from one to the other to the next and you just sit there and watch them. And so that's, I've done my own basically DVR thing without having to have, you know, cable or network television like that. I've done it, you know, over the internet using that stuff. And so I've got stuff there that I've just been letting it build up. I've got Supergirl. I don't think I've watched any of those episodes yet because I'd rather sit down and just binge watch them sometime. I was trying to get caught up on NCIS. Now, uh, something happened. I think Windows didn't update the software. It didn't auto-start, so I missed a few episodes of NCIS. I didn't get recorded. But, so I can sit there and do that. And, you know, it's my own, basically, DVR. Um, and they haven't shut it down yet because I think as long as it's for personal use, it's okay. But I'm sure that they got to be... And there's probably not a lot of people using it yet, but I'm sure the uh, entertainment industry would like to shut that down because you're watching and saving the stuff free on air and as long as you don't redistribute it because it puts a message at the beginning of each episode. This software recorded uh, uh, using Play On software by Michael McPeak and my IP address and everything like that. That's not to say that somebody can't edit it out of there, but you know the basic idea is that they're doing everything that they need to, to meet the requirements of the law so that they don't get sued. But I do like that because then 
I don't have to pay for cable and all the gazillion channels I don't want to watch. Um, I got a DVR so I can sit down and watch them anytime I want. That's been my whole goal, especially with me working at nights for two weeks at a time, is to be able to catch up on the shows I want to watch. Or, like I said, get a bunch of them saved up and then go back and binge watch on them uh, because I just hate that. Wait until next week to find out if he lives or dies or whatever. No, I want to find out in the next 10 seconds. I'm just that, you know. Well, it's also, uh, I find it's easier to keep track. When I was watching Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, the second time through, I binge watched it. And that made me remember things that I was forgetting when you had to wait six months or a year for the next season to start. You could just go one after the other after the other and you keep fresh in your mind what happened. I love binge watching. That's the only way to mm-hmm. go. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's what I do with uh, that show I love to hate, Under the Dome, that comes on <laughs> CBS during the summer. Um, I, I What I'll do is I'll let them get you know, several weeks in, and I'll, I don't do a complete binge watch, but I'll watch like three episodes, then I'll take a week off because it's pissed me off for some reason, then I'll, watch, then I'll watch three more episodes or something like that. Well, I'm uh, thinking Kevin. about doing that for Banshee. Uh, we watched the show Banshee on Cinemax, and uh, it's normally it starts at the end of January, but for whatever reason, they're pushing it to April. So, <coughs> excuse me, so what we're going to do this year, I think I'm going to wait until maybe end of May and sign up for Cinemax at that point. And then we can just binge watch and only pay for one month because there's nothing else on. Yeah. Well, that's, and, and that's, that's the other reason too, with uh, physical media, like a big show, a show that's very popular. I, uh, well, known big bang theory every year when the, it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, I get the season, the full season on DVD, Blu-ray. I have all, eight seasons so far we're into the ninth season now so i have it all there occasionally i'll just stick the dvd in and lay back and watch sheldon be sheldon (laughs) there's no better way to say it um and then my wife really loves the show elementary which i like it a lot too uh it's a great show we tend to watch a lot of cbs for some reason Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i don't Just, just big bang yeah, no, we watch Elementary. Uh, we also watch uh, uh, Criminal Minds. Um, and then well, we, what's the other one? I, uh, the Scorpion. I haven't watched that yet. I want to do. I started watching that, and I need to get back to it. Blacklist yeah, is the other one, but that's an NBC show. I need to get caught back up. My there. husband watches that. I, three times I tried, and I love James Spader. I couldn't do it. I just could not get into it. Well, you're going to shoot me. I've never watched uh, Breaking Bad ever. That's such a good show. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we okay. I guess it's our turn to lose a few geek points because I think I watched the first episode and I, I just for some reason it just it didn't. It, it probably took should have watched more. It just didn't click with me, and I didn't go back to watch it. So, you know, and I totally get that. My husband disagrees with me, but I feel like there's so much out there, and life's too short. If it doesn't grab you right away, yeah, I, then move on. My my problem with the the little bit I saw a clip of that show one time, all I could think of was Malcolm in the Middle. That's the only thing that popped it. And I know the guy has done a lot of other stuff, but boom, that popped right into my head the minute I saw it. But after a couple of episodes, he is Walter White. Oh, I'm sure he it's, is. He is Walter White. Well, it's just like the X-Files is getting ready to come back on. I think it starts next week or the week after. I can't remember. Uh, you know, you got, you got uh, Mulder and Scully coming back. And, uh, but, you know, and I was used to, used to that. But then I watched the show. Have you all ever seen Californication? No. 
I know of it. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> he goes from this mild-mannered guy on X-Files, you know, kind of a little off-center, to this, I don't know how else to say it, but balls-to-the-wall type of... <laughs> Is Weird. he a sex addict? Is that is that the show? He's not necessarily sort of. If if a, you know, he there's not many women he hasn't met that he doesn't want to, or hasn't. Um, <laughs> I, it's a polite way to put it. Even I'm embarrassed to say that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a good show. I mean, the story behind the show is actually pretty good. I mean, it is a. It's got an interesting storyline. He's a writer. Um, that moved out to the West Coast because of. Uh, his, they turned his book into a movie and all this stuff, but then he just like so out of place. He was used to living in New York and uh, New York City and all that sort of thing, and being there. And Los Angeles has totally screwed him up, and he just he gets out. He gets out of the frying pan into the fire, and out of the fire into the fire coals, back into the frying. He, this guy's character just cannot win to save his soul. But it's got some funny moments too, but it's got some really touching moments and. I would guarantee you do not want to watch this show if you're easily offended. Because this <laughs> show will offend everything and everyone at some point. Okay. Oh, awesome. I had to be into that one then. So I binge watched it. <laughs> well, in the show that I uh, wished I could find streaming somewhere, um, I have this thing, Law & Order Criminal Intent. Uh, I'm fascinated by that show. Um, and, um, oh, um I'm trying to remember their, their names now. Um, it's not on Netflix? No, not Criminal Intent. I think I went and looked. Um, but, uh, no, the, ca- the characters on that show, um, they fascinate me. Um, I'm trying to think of the one guy that was in, in there for a number of years. He also was in um, Men in Black. He was the bug in Men in Black. Um and of course, trying to stream. I and oh, crap! Look. I can't think of his name now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to here. Um, and my internet, because I'm streaming stuff here, is a little, little slow. Um, I, I it's know. James. Uh, what is his name? There you go. Uh, J- I want to say say James Delafino. Is that right? Are you talking about Vincent? Uh. Vincent Donofrio? Yeah, Vincent Donofrio. Yeah, we go. I don't do Italian names well. I'm I, so I'll apologize to everyone. Yeah, Lisa, uh, Lisa doesn't either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, uh, no, I find him interesting. Just I like the psych, the way he gets all. You know, he plays mind games. I mean, there's lots of police police procedurals out there, but I just like the way that he starts doing the. Uh, the, the mental games and getting inside people's heads and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. It's kind of the same. Well, it's kind of the same way with, um, um, oh, elementary. He kind of does that once in a while too, but, you know, the, the mind games, uh, type things. But, um, you know, I, uh, but I, I've looked and I just to, to stream it and I might just break down and I don't know, do Blu-ray or something like that. Cause just so I can see it. But, uh, well, you'll appreciate this. I do not read comic books. Never have. Never cared. However, I have been watching all the comic book shows on Netflix. Like? I oh. watched uh, Jessica Jones, which I just thought was okay. I mean, it was, it was, 
it was nice to see a female lead, but it it was okay. Um, I just read today that it's being renewed for a second season, and I watched Daredevil, which has Mike Vincent Dunner, that guy oh, we it? just talked about. Yeah, he's in it. Right. Oh, awesome. And we were talking about this on Three Geeky Ladies last time we recorded, and I had watched, I think, three episodes of Daredevil. My feeling was like, eh. I thought it was really implausible. Suzanne loved it, absolutely loved it. Well, I watched a couple more episodes. If you don't know, the main character is blind, and he becomes, you know, saves the world kind of a character. And he's fighting, and he's really kicking ass, and he's totally blind. And I'm thinking, this is just ridiculous. A couple of episodes in, you get a little bit of history on his childhood, which kind of explains where he is, why he is the way he is today. And I won't say anything as to what that is. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. And I finished watching it the other day. I'm like, okay, this wasn't like, oh my God, this was awesome. But it was, it was decent. I'll watch season two, which I believe comes out in March. I, I think, think it's soon. Yeah, it comes out pretty soon. And then... Gotham I got into. I've watched some of that. I I, I forget about it, but I like it. Mm. You know, it's it's one that it probably at some point I'll binge watch and watch it all the way up through because I do like the characters. I like the idea of it. It's just I like this backstory type of yeah. shows. It hooked me on the first episode. Like, I was there. But what irritated me, and I talked about this in the podcast too, on Three Geeky Ladies, I was watching season one in December. This past December. Season two was already on the air. And by the time I was finished, I thought, great. Episode 11, I believe, was about to air. And I thought, I'll just watch 1 through 10 on demand, but I'll DVR starting with 11. Well, Fox doesn't show the first five episodes. They only show the five most recent. Oh, shit. And... Uh, so I put something out on Twitter. Does anyone know where I can get episodes one through five legally free? Yeah. And Victor Cahiao said, yeah, me too. I want to know because my wife and I are watching it and we're in the same boat. I had to buy the first five episodes. Oh, hmm. wow. Which pissed me off. Yeah. Because it's Fox. It's Fox. Right. I'm paying to have Fox on my TV. Well. One of three shows that Fox carries that I could not watch. I could go back to Empire and watch from season one, but I could not watch season two of, of, of Gotham. So I had to pay for the first five episodes, then I watched six through ten, and then I was caught up. You know, I had to do that with Downton Abbey when I when I first got into it, because it was like season three, I think, or series three, as they call it, before I got into Downton Abbey. And I got most of it watched when I could still get it for free on uh, Ketchup, on Comcast. And then I lost it somewhere in there. So I have like two or three I had to buy digitally to watch it because I, you know, it was like, oh my god, I got to find out what happened. What's yeah. happened? What's happened to Lady Mary? You know, what's happened to Lady Sybil? You know, and all this stuff. And I'm going, ah. Yeah, I can't go into season two of Gotham with, with episode six. I'm like, well, what happened to the first five episodes? Yep, exactly. That's, so that's that's a show I like. Well, and that's that's something that uh, I don't know what they're doing lately, but uh, with Fox. A lot of pe- a lot of shows, a lot of channels are will put their episodes out the next day online. Fox will make you make you wait eight days, right? 
because they want to put the new one out before they uh, put the new one on air before they put the old one on the uh, uh, website. They're trying to encourage people to sit down and watch them or, you know, discourage the online stuff. And, you know, if you can get eyeballs to your show, it shouldn't matter. Uh, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of um, ads, but if they make it sort of interesting and they don't beat the crap out of you with the same ad over and over and over and over and add fit an item over again. Yes. NBC does that. No, I agree yeah. with you, Mike. I mean, when I'm yep. watching on demand, I have mm-hmm. to, if it's an hour show, I have to sit there for an hour. I cannot fast forward the ads. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but at least make them interesting, too, because, right. and when I say interesting, mix them up. Because I've watched, uh, you know, I've done it on Hulu, I've done it on CBS, I think I've done it on NBC. Every commercial break, it's the same two freaking ads or mm-hmm. three ads. It's like, come on. And do you ever find, I'll watch sometimes uh, a show on NBC app on my iPad. The show itself plays fine. We get to the ad. Yeah, it fuzzes. Yeah. Or it just totally stops, or you just get a spinning wheel that I have to actually close the app out and get back into it and hope that will pick up where I left off. Yeah, that's very annoying. The, the catch-up app on uh, for Comcast does the same thing. So if yeah, I, I don't find that on the TV. I just find that on the app. Yeah, no, it, it is annoying when they do that. But again, it's like I say, you know, if you're going to make me watch the ads, at least make them interesting. You know, variety, I should say, not interesting. Right, right. right. Well, and, and at least Hulu, and I haven't because I am cheap, they at least give you the option for about four bucks more. You can watch, um, I think it's basically ad-free. I think they put a little teaser at the beginning. I've never tried it, but I think from what I remember somebody saying, they put a little teaser at the beginning about, or maybe at the end with, hey, here's some other shows you might wa- want to watch, but otherwise there's no ads in there and if if you know ads truly bug you and you don't mind spending the four bucks more you have the option of doing that um and you know that's fine i don't have a problem with that but like i say if there's going to be ads please you know change it up a little bit and make um and challenge the the companies to come up with you know some i mean they don't have to make little you know 30 second sitcoms but they should at least be able to make it a little bit more interesting they do get they do pretty good and they do uh a fairly good job with some of them but some of them you just you know, you know keep sharp instruments away so i don't gouge my eyes so you know it's funny you say that because uh, uh back before christmas and up through christmas i can't remember who had the ad it was for some uh some sort of stomach medicine or something i don't remember it's one of those medications they did this really fancy christmas ad that i only saw online I don't think it aired, or maybe they aired a shorter version. It was such a good ad and had such a, a, you know, it was happy and a mixture, a little bit of comedy and all this other stuff. I actually would sit and watch the ad just because <laughs> I, it was it was that good. It was, you know, it was one of those ads that's worth watching. I mean, if you're going to do ads, at least make them, you know, I know they can't all be that way. But at least make right. them decent. I mean, you know, like, was... like the Staples ad, the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yeah, going yeah. back to school, it's my favorite ad. <laughs> I don't think they air that one anymore. I, I go it. on YouTube and I watch it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I love it. Well, that's that's like the Smart Beep commercial. I love that one. Have you ever seen that one? Smart Beep. Yeah, it's a really old ad for a pager. Oh no! And I'll put it this way: this guy goes up to to get this uh, girl. You see them walking away from the house. 
And if, you know, he walks down, he opens the door, she gets in the car, they're going out on a date, obviously. And all of a sudden, she, you know, while he's walking around the car, she leans over and lets go. You know, like, <laughs> and he gets in the car, he goes, woo! You know, <laughs> and like, and they start talking, and, 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 and she's going, yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, he goes, well, have you met the other couple in the back seat? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try to remember to put a link to the Smart Beep commercial. It's a really old ad. It's from, oh God, that ad's probably from like 1998 or 1999. But it's it's hilarious. And yeah, it's just the look on it. It's all it's like that one and the one where the guys uh, they do the takeoff on the Visa cards, where the guy's leaning against the door, you know, and uh, finally the he makes a, uh, a not so nice uh, suggestion for his date and apparently he's leaning on the the uh, talking buttons so the whole house inside is hearing what he's asking his date to do for him <laughs> and finally her sister comes down and says, ah, no, tell you what <laughs> dad says mm. that if I won't, he will <laughs> so go on with it so uh, and, you know, as we as we're talking about this, you know, coming up in what I don't know, um, a month or so, we're going to have a you know great plethora of ads intermixed with this stupid football nonsense because for some reason they go to extra lengths to make interesting ads during Super Bowl, um, and they fail most of the time. It depends, um, you know. So yeah, some of them are complete fails. Some of them are funny because they fail. Um, but you know, there you've got the. <laughs> You know, it's, it's sometimes I watch it with all the way that a person would watch a, a car wreck or something with that kind of, you know, I sick glee or something as you watch things just go horribly wrong. But, um, you, you know, but you do have like the Budweiser ads. They always manage to make some pretty good ones True. that uh, get you a little teary eyed uh, or, you know, laugh or something like that. And so we know that, nice, you know, they do put a lot of money into making Super Bowl ads, but we do know it's possible to make good ads. Now, I understand return on investment and everything else. So you, you know, you can't be making good ads just for the sake of good ads. You got to make sure that they do something. But here's an idea. If you have an interesting ad, maybe people will give a crap about your product and maybe remember it in not, you know, a horrible way. So, you know, I, and I don't know if I seriously doubt any adver, uh, advertising agencies listen to our show, but here's an idea make ads interesting. Maybe people will give a crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple Super Bowl ads that I well remember. One of my favorites is uh, the, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers the company EDS, uh, was uh, Ross Perot's company. He did, mm-hmm. they did a Super Bowl ad, I think it was in the early 2000s, and it was called Cat Herding. And in other words, it's like these guys, instead of a cattle drive, they're driving cats, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, some people think it's really easy to bring 10,000, you know, stray, you know, you know uh, tiger cat, you know, all this, but it's funny, you know, they're, they've got the cats, they're holding, yeah, I got scratched up pretty bad today. <laughs> it's these great big tough cowboys, and they show them herding the cats along <laughs> the, the open, open prairie and stuff like It's one of my favorite ads of all time. It just cracks me up. So, but yeah, do make the ads interesting. And speaking of ads, there's one type of ad we've been seeing a lot of recently. And it's for a device. And it's for a particular device that people are wearing now. And Miss Pacelli recently got one. Elisa got an Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I see the lock face, the, yeah. the, the time flash every time she flips it around. So, how are you liking it, Elisa? I like it. Um, it's not, 
it's not it's not necessary. It's not something where you must go out and get this. But it's what I what I like about it the most is you keep well you, you won't be able to tell because it keeps flashing off. But you have you have your watch face and you can choose your watch face and then you can put I don't know why they called it this but complications on the on the front of the watch face. So I have the temperature, the date, the battery percentage, and then I've got the activity monitor. And like other people have said, you get this thing where you want to get all those all those circles closed. I don't know if you can probably. Um, oh, come on. You can't see it. <laughs> see, it's not, see, as soon as I turn my wrist, it turns off for you yeah. guys. But I have, like today I closed all the rings. So there's the, the movement ring, which basically it gives you amount of calories. Did you burn that amount of calories? And I closed that ring. Uh, exercise. So I exercised for 30 minutes. I did 36 today. And then I stood 12 times out of the 12 hours. So what it does is it wants you to stand up and just walk around so that if you're the kind of person that sits in front of the TV all day, you sit in front of your desk, you know, your your muscles relax, you know, you want the blood to be moving. So it's just basically to get a little buzz and it says, come on, stand up. So you get up and you walk around your house, but you have to walk for a minute or march in place or something, be active for a minute. And then it says, you did it. And then you see the the number flips. And it goes from one to two or two to three, whatever. So it gets you just to get up and move. So I want to close that ring every day. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I'm afraid it'll say, hey, this guy's dead and start calling people for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I solved the standing up problem just by drinking coffee a lot. So, I mean, that kind of you know takes care of my getting well, up every but so see, But the thing is, and please, people, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong because maybe I'm just understanding this correctly. When you get up and walk, you have to walk for a minute, as in a minute straight, not I walked 30 seconds from, you know, my desk to the bathroom and then 10 seconds back to my desk. That's 40 seconds. But then I got up and, you know, 15 minutes later, went into the kitchen and got a glass of water and came back. No, it's got to be one solid minute. Because I look at my watch sometimes and I don't get the credit. Like, why did I not get the credit? Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a fluke. I don't know if it's the watch. Maybe the sensor came away from my skin. I don't. I don't know. So I'm still trying to get used to a few things. That's interesting. Yeah, because you do hear a lot of people. I hear Allison talk about that. You know, gotta get my circles closed. I hear everybody talking to get my circles closed. But I find it really interesting um, that that it is the the tapping thing on the wrist because. I mean, I guess maybe it's because of the nature of work I do. That thing would be tapping me at the wrong time, you know, to, to say, you need to stand up. Well, I can't really stand up. I'm in a meeting right now. If I stand up, people are going to think I'm being rude. Well, what will happen is if, okay, let's say it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and at 11.10, you get up and you walk for two minutes because you have to walk to somebody else's office, and then you walk back. You'll get the credit, so it's not going to tap you at 50 minutes after the hour. Because you've already got your minute, you're, you stood you stood for that hour. Okay. So you're so you're good. Basically, it's telling you you've been sitting for the last fifty minutes. Get up, walk around, you know, get that blood pumping, do something. Well, you know, I have another thing that works really good for that. My arthritis in my knees, <laughs> it starts to hurt, so I have to get up and I walk back and forth in my office a little bit. To- well, this is good. Like I didn't go to the gym today. Tomorrow I'll go to the gym. So by the time I leave, I will have already gotten my thirty minutes in and everything else. And burned up the calories. But like today, what I did is 
I was um, watching something on the DVR. So you hit the fitness button and you hit other because I was just walking in place and just kind of like doing grapevines. And I did that for like 10 minutes. And then later on in the day, I put on a music video and I was watching that and did a couple of you know marching in place. So you just do little things over the course of the day. All of a sudden, you've got 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes straight. Hmm. Well, maybe that would work. I'm just having a hard time finding a reason to buy a fitness band or an Apple Watch. Because my, where I came from with it was everybody was talking about how great it was to get the notifications, you know, on your wrist and stuff like that. But my phone already buzzes and I can tell, you know, that I'm getting notifications. And because I wear a shirt all the time with a breast pocket, you know, 99% of the time, it's easy for me to take my phone out. Right. Well, and, you know, I don't have the Apple Watch, but I got that this Garmin fitness band, which does a lot of the same thing, Bluetooth to the phone, and so it'll give me notifications. For me, it's handy because I carry my phone in my, my little holster on my hip there. But if I'm vacuum cleaning or something or doing something where I wouldn't hear the phone ring, it will buzz my wrist, and then I can look down and see, you know, because maybe the secretary in the office at school is uh, texting me that, you know, there's a toilet plugged up, or the other night there was a superintendent that texted me that the toilet was plugged up. That's one of those things you want to get on right away. And so if I... I thought I, you were going to say the superintendent was plugged up. I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not touching that. Anyway, um, she's a nice lady. Anyway, uh, but, you know, if I'd been doing something, I wouldn't hear it. Uh, you know, they, I wouldn't be able to get there and take care of it. But, you know, the, my uh, band will buzz, and I'll look at it, and I'll see, you know, it'll tell me text from somebody in the first line or whatever, so I know what's going on. You know, the Apple Watch is the same way, but that is handy. And, you know, I've when the Apple Watch first came out, I was kind of, it really torqued me off that they put one more useless app on my phone that I can't get rid of. Um, and I don't know, I and the price, too, kind of sets me back a little bit. And I wouldn't mind having one, but I just don't know. I'm afraid I would destroy the watch face on that thing, because I do... You know, I have a, I had an active job, and uh, and I've been pretty good. I mean, I've always had an active job, and I've gone like uh, I don't know, I want to say fifteen years without wrecking a watch face, and then in the last year, I've wrecked three. So uh, I don't want to buy a you know a two hundred and fifty dollar watch and then crack the the um, even though it's supposed to be Gorilla Glass. It's um, um, yeah, see, my thing just went off, and so Kevin, I know that Kevin sent me a text message, essentially, um, and my phone's over there. But um, I'm just afraid I would crack that on there. But it would be kind of handy to have a lot of that information there because I am an information junkie, and I would like it there. And, you know, it's just kind of uh, handy to not have to pull up my phone. And just I'll tap it, and, you know, I can bring up information and well, even on my band. It's nice. You look down, like, you know, you send me – oh, my seat. It's attached to your phone, so my phone is on uh, – do not disturb now, so now my watch is too, so I won't get any notifications on my watch at this moment. But if you send me a text, it pops up on my phone, and I can reply or hit the dismiss. If I reply, it has some canned responses like, okay, yes, no, things like that. I can tap on that, send it, or I can hit the microphone button and just say, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll be there in 10 minutes, and then it will show what it printed, and then you hit send, boom, done. Same with the text message. You know, same with the phone, phone yeah. ringing, you can look. Um, I did try using the Apple Pay twice, and it didn't work. Now, I don't know if it was because of the terminal or because of me, because these are places I've used Apple Pay with my phone. No problem. So it might have been me. I might not have been close enough to the terminal. So I'll have to try that again. Yeah, I, 
I want an Apple Watch, but I don't want it bad enough to invest in it to try to make make it fit into my life. I guess is the best way to say it. But I'm thinking this is this is like the iPad Pro, I, I, which I really really like. Um, I'm thinking these are definitely, you know, Gen 2, Gen 3 products before I jump into them. I'm, I'm getting a little leery of Gen 1 products anywhere. <laughs> um, I've been burned enough times that, you know, unless it's something really inexpensive, the, the Gen 1 products tend to, uh, uh, I'm tired of mucking around with them to some extent to get them to work the way I want them to, but, uh, who knows? Well, I have, I had to get this. I mean, this is what we have to talk about on the podcast and... I do it for you, listeners. I do it for you. I'm doing the Apple TV for you. Elisa's doing the Apple Watch. Mike's not doing shit. So- hey, hey, <laughs> Steam Controller, Steam Controller, dude. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Steam Controller. Yeah, along with 50 the boxes. Fifty, yeah, uh, all the tablets and uh, the because you know we were talking about TV boxes or streaming boxes. I got my Google TV, which I finally just they quit supporting and I put it away. That was one I thought had great promise. Um, I got my Fire Stick. I got Roku. Um, yeah, I so yeah, I buy my fair share of stuff too. So yeah, well, that uh, speaking of tablets, I know Elisa bought like six hundred of those too on Black <laughs> Friday. Mm-hmm. How are you liking your uh, Kindle? It's um, I got the fifty dollars one when it was on sale for thirty five bucks. I was like, please, no, no brainer. I keep it on my by my bedside, and I pretty much just play games on it right now. I said, I'm not putting Facebook on. I'm not putting Twitter. I'm not putting email. This is just a basic. Uh, it comes with six months of the um, Washington Post, which I think is a lousy newspaper. Yeah. At least the way at least the way they present it. Maybe I'm wrong. I used to work for him. It's a lousy newspaper. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but because, you know, Jeff Bezos owns it, they give you a six-month subscription for free. So, you know, I look at some of the articles, and usually I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple I'll kid on and, and read those. Play a couple of games. Um, you know, you look things up on Amazon. You can look up some Kindle books. I mean, for, for $50, if you're the kind of person who isn't sure if you want a tablet, if it's right for you, or you want something that the kids can play with, absolutely buy it. And Absolutely, that, and that's what I did. As I said, we got uh, I got two of the kids that tablet, and they love it. And the funny thing is, I also mentioned the other week we got uh, my daughter a new Android phone. She hardly ever touches her iPad anymore. She doesn't. She has all her music on her phone. She has you know it all there, and she just her phone's the 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 device of her life at this point in time, <laughs> not as much as the. Uh, the iPad is so. Well, what's also nice about the uh, the Fire tablet, and I haven't done this yet, but I might, is you can buy a micro SD card because it only comes with eight gigs of storage. And you so put one hundred twenty eight in it. Exactly. So if you're the kind of person that that has a lot of music, or if you want to download movies, just put it on the card and then pop that into the tablet, and you're good to go. Yeah, I know. That's that's really pretty. Uh, and what's nice you know, also about Amazon, in case you didn't know this, if you have Amazon Prime, there's a lot of movies that you can download onto your device for free. Yep. And right. so I f- figure when, when I go to Aruba later this year, I think that's one good because it's going to be a long plane ride. So I think I'm going to bring that on, put that on my iPad. I have the Kindle app. And I will download everything onto my iPad so I can watch a couple of musics to and from Aruba. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you can just you know remove them. Yeah. So I think so. That's that's a great feature too. Yeah, it is. And it, you know, the price is just 
you can't beat it. I mean, that's just, the full price is what I paid for that uh, Android tablet that I bought last summer, too, when I was feeling sorry for myself when I was sick. Um, which I still like. My little uh, New Vision 7-inch tablet's nice, but, you know, the Kindle has, for the same price, has all the Amazon stuff behind it right. that I think makes it a, a better value. I think it's a good first step for anybody to step into the tablet market if they want one. Yeah. Is it an iPad? No way. No, no but way. The, the the X-ray part is rather nice when you're sitting it there is. watching a movie. Yes, and, it is. And you know, like I say, in your stumble, like I always do, and or especially like when we're doing you know our sci-fi tech talk, and it's uh, nice to bring up who's the actors in there. You know, the uh, the IMDb. Uh, database uh, that ties into it is nice because then you also get the trivia and you also get this other stuff which is good for you know doing a little research there so that's nice even the uh, Amazon Prime Music um, you can get a fair amount of music through there and a lot of it will come with lyrics and you can upload your own uh, music to there uh, and have it all there in one place so that could be your one of your backup strategies is to have your music uh, up there in the cloud uh, and you can stream it to any device and that's the thing Amazon will put their app on anything that moves um, um. <laughs> well the x-ray what's nice about that too is I watched the series Mozart in the Jungle so there's a lot of classical music going on because it takes it's the New York City Symphony mm-hmm. and when you've got the x-ray on it will tell you what the name of the piece is that they're playing that's nice. So if you're interested in that piece of music, you can say, well, that's Beethoven or, you know, whatever. It Beethoven's be. fifth, let me go buy it. And... Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of nice, too. Yeah. Have you tried, Kevin, the um, the blue shade? No, I can't get them away from the kids. <laughs> well, there's something, I guess there's some sort of research that says you're not supposed to use tablets or any, like, any kind of, you know, computer monitors mm. before you go to bed. Because it, it yeah. does something to the brain to keep you awake. So that if you're using your uh, your tablet, your Amazon tablet, you can highlight the blue shade. You can turn that on. And that's supposed to change the color so that if you are reading it, say you're reading a book in bed, it's supposed to be able to let you go to sleep afterwards. Yeah. It, it, it's I hate it. It, 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 turns the, <laughs> it turns the screen this weird color. and Yeah. So, nope, not for me. I know, I know what you're talking about because there's been a lot of studies that I've been reading on recently because I found myself um, as becoming more and more sensitive to bright light because um, I have I actually do have a hard time in the sun, bright sunlight during the summer. I actually get a headache being out in the, it's the light to where I'll have to sit there and close my eyes to get to, to try to sense it down. And what they say is, if you work in front of a computer screen a lot or spend a lot of time in front of a computer screen, you become more sensitive to light. Your your eyes develop a greater sensitivity because I know now that if, uh, if I'm not in really deep sleep, if somebody comes down my street and their headlights kind of just happen to flash across the front of the house, it'll wake me up. A thunderstorm. It isn't the thunder that wakes me up, unless it's extremely loud. It's the lightning flashes that light up the room. That's what wakes me up during a thunderstorm. So, yeah, I I really try to avoid too much screen time before I go to bed. That's why I have a ritual that that I, you know, different things I do so that before I go to bed, I have about a 15-minute ritual, 15 to 20-minute ritual of different things I do so that I'm away from a screen for that long. So it kind of 
desensitizes or whatever it's talking about with you like the blue shade mm-hmm. is supposed to do to help you go to sleep but um it is bad i mean i know it's got bad i used to go to sleep with the tv on but then i'd be woken up during the night from the tv so i don't do that anymore so you know i don't know it's electronics do have their drawbacks i think the longer we have them in our lives and the more pervasive and the more integrated they are into our lives we're going to start to find there are some bad things to do with uh these devices that we've made you know so integrated into our lives but you know only time will tell and i may be dead by then so who knows (laughs) well i just want to become borg and have all my stuff just implanted in me you want all right so you started out running and now you want to have stuff implanted so you've got some real problems there mike (laughs) yes i do I, I have problems. So. Yes. Hi, Mike. Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm a whatever you are this week. Uh, gadget addict, uh, board aficionado. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I don't want I don't want the you know to be assimilated. I just want the stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love my stuff. I love my gadgets. I love my watch and you know, all this other stuff. Um, you know, someday I should just take uh, pictures. Uh, just to show how truly addicted I am with my two saddlebags uh, that I carry around with me, uh, with um, my stuff in it. Well, it's, it's just like my my bag I carry back and forth to work. I mean, it has my work laptop in it. It has my iPad keyboard in it. It has, it has chargers. It has my uh, uh, streaming uh, media device. It has my uh, hotspot if I need it. It has, you know, it's all. And then I have my phone in my pocket. I have both phones in my pocket along with my iPod, you know, and I, so yeah. I mean, well, I have my stuff a little more spread out than you do. Well, yeah, and I have, but I have more stuff, I bet, though, because I, I, I think I mentioned it before, I got those two, I call them saddlebags. They're two, uh, um, I forget what they call, pouches, basically. Uh, so I've got in the one on my right side, I've got my phone in an outside pocket, and there's two zippered pouches there. So in one, I've got the Fire Phone in there, along with a little stand. And then in the other one, I think I've got, is that where I've got my uh, 10,000 milliamp battery backup pack, along with a little uh, pouch that's got my earbuds in it, and a little Bluetooth device. So if I want to pull that out and listen to that, I've got it there. On my, the pouch on my other side, I've got my iPod Touch on the outside in that pocket. On the uh, one of the inside pockets, I think I've got my other battery pack. Uh, that's the one that's got, you can put the SD card in, and uh, so you can use it as a wireless drive. Um, and then I've got my camera over there, along with a few um, of these um, retractable um, cables. And this is, I like this one here because it's got lightning port, but then you can pull it apart, and you got your micro USB, which will cover, you know, any more about 99% of the things you need to charge. There's still a few um, of the other US uh, mini USB ones out there, but not too many. Uh, but I've got all the stuff I need in there to charge up or to do whatever. Like I say, someday maybe I'll just take some pictures, spread all the stuff out on the table, and put it on Twitter and just, you know, uh, you know, come clean on what I do some days. Yeah, well, see, then I, there I have the advantage because of having a. Uh, cubicle office, whatever the hell you want to call the thing. Uh, I have extras of everything <laughs> mm. there. It's all my stuff. I have extra charging cables. I have extra battery packs. I have extra uh, data cables. I have 
of yeah, big surprise. I have extra thumb drives there. In addition no. to the little, yeah, yeah, I know. Shocker, right, Lisa? Lisa, <laughs> um, you know, besides the one I have around my neck and the two or three that are in my bag, I, <laughs> I have yeah, right with my security badge. I have a 128 gig thumb drive that I keep right there with me all the time. So yeah, I, I do have that advantage. I, I'm betting that you and I probably have as much crap between us, in, you know, in our working. Mm-hmm. Mine's just more stationary. I don't have. I'm not as. I'm not up and moving around as much. You are. I have extra mice. I carry two extra mice with me, so that when if I get stuck in a long meeting and I get tired of using the trackpad on my laptop, I have ex- two extra USB mice, <laughs> wireless or cordless USB mice. I have extra adapters and. Yeah, it's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> but hey, it's the life we chose, and it's a, it's okay. I can live with it. Well, I, when I travel, my backpack has my iPad, my phone, my Kindle, an extra battery, all the charging uh, cables, my camera, my extra battery for the camera. Uh, let's see, what else? I know there's other stuff. Some earbuds, Bluetooth and wired. Yeah, it's... It's crazy. It's, it's like Allison said, you know, we're the type of people that we, we get, say we're going on a trip. We start planning for the electronics and the associated devices first. Oh, right. absolutely. That's when you realize you get there. Oh, crap. I forgot my underwear. You know? <laughs> like, damn. Go to Either that or just go to, a, go to a nudist colony and then you won't have to worry about the clothes part. Then everything will be covered. Yeah. Well, so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> and on that mental picture... Before I, before I stroke out here, I think we'll we'll end the show this week. Uh, Elisa, since you're our lovely effervescent angel that walks among us, why don't you tell folks where they can find out more about you? You're not going to do it backwards, sideways, and upside down. Down, reverse order, the other way around, backwards. Yes. Okay, so I get to go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, Twitter is at Sensei and I co-host a podcast called Three Geeky Ladies with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. You can find the website at 3geekyladies.com. The number three is spelled out. And I also write for mymac.com. Ah, very good. And I would encourage listeners to go over. I'm a couple episodes behind on 3 Geeky Ladies, um, but I think I'm getting ready to listen to the most recent one. I think I'm okay. one or two behind. Uh, go over and have a listen because uh, uh, they're both, they're, they're all three of them are wonderful to listen to and, I find myself laughing hilariously, and I can just the way I know you yell at us when you're not on the show. I'm sitting there yelling at you. We hear you. You do. You. you we you, hear you. Okay, good. I'm glad to know you guys hear me. So, I'm doing the same thing. I'm on top of the mountain. No, no, no. That's wrong. Don't do that, Vicky. Don't do. That. So, anyway, that's great. But yeah, folks, go have a listen to Three Geeky Ladies. It's a once a month show. Correct. That's no, it's well. We've been doing it like every two to three weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's probably how I ended up behind a little bit. So, okay. so Mike, would you like to tell folks where they might find you the other way around, reversed? Uh, that sounds painful. But you know, <laughs> well, then I have this mental picture. You know, you said you were on top of the mountain. Well, I should be the one on top of the mountain coming down with two tablets because you know that's that's my thing. <laughs> Just call me Moses. But Moses. yeah, but if you want to know, uh, you know. If you do want to follow me, uh, I do post things once in a while on Twitter. I can be found there at DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And, um, and, you know, I 
plug it from time to time. Don't forget to check out Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, we're gonna our New Year resolution is to try and you know get back on track because we all kind of have weird working schedules. But um, we finally got uh, Cowboy Bebop out, and we had to do it sans Julie because she was just you know she couldn't get away. But uh, Jeff and I did it. And next week we're gonna do Chappie. And we're going to try and we're going to start working on, you know, getting things under control so we can get this out on a more regular basis. And um, I just don't want people to think we've forgotten. It's just life has been interesting lately. But uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to check us out there, go to SciFiTechTalk.com. Yes, and that's another one I strongly encourage you to go listen to, folks. And the, what, as I've said about that, that's one of the best shows. If you don't want to listen in particular order, you can mix the episodes yep. up. They're yep. not they're not dependent. They're not. Um, there's not a lot of stuff in them that's time sensitive, I guess is the best way to say it. Not very often. Every once in a while we'll accidentally, it's more accidentally than anything planned, we'll um, do things, uh, we'll ha- have a show that coincides with some particular day or something like that, but that's purely accidental. And we do mention it, but that doesn't interfere with the listening of the show. We're, we're timeless. We're for the ages. We're, well, we do time travel, so we can do anything we want. So That's very true. You have your, you have your own... Uh, uh, a call box that you can travel through time with. TARDIS. Yes, yes, your own TARDIS. Folks, if you want to find out more about me, uh, I spend probably the majority of my online time over on Twitter. It's where Elise and I argue about the beauty of snow. <laughs> <laughs> so please go, go go over there at twitter.com forward slash P-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Uh, if you want to see links to some other things uh, that I do and some new stuff that I might be getting into a little later this year, go over to my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to know more about the show, I would say go over to geekiestshowever.com and have a look there. Reviews in iTunes, always welcome. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed listening and hope you enjoyed down or hope you enjoyed downloading. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for downloading the show. Uh, Elisa won't have to listen to this one and yell at us, so that's always a good that's always a good deal. So folks, thank you for listening and between now and next week, if you do nothing else, don't forget to hug a geek. Hey Siri, I'm looking for a new podcast. How about Three Geeky Ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, Three Geeky Ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, Three Geeky Ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow, Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. <laughs>